Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Well, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, old dirty show and team meal have the latest for you. Hey, 5 o'clock fire is brought to you by Regions Bank. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, man, we got a little fire here. And right off the top, Clint, uh, the Astros, left-hander, their ace, their guy, Framber Valdez, will not pitch in the World Baseball Classic per general manager Jeff, or uh, Dana Brown. It was said today. Oh, that's it, Jeff Bagwell. Uh, Dana, <laughs> uh, Dana Brown um, is that the Astros recommended that uh, Framber Valdez would skip the event after his heavy workload last year. Hallelujah. Thank God. I, I'm going to say this right now. This is my take on the whole damn thing. I think they need to just quit the baseball classic. The World Baseball Classic, I know it's every four years. The timing of it is just terrible for baseball uh, MLB teams because they're heading into spring training. They're just coming off a big year. They have to ratchet this thing up to, like, playoff levels and then come back down afterwards. Like, this is screaming injury to pitchers is what it is. And I, I, I just think they need to shut it down. Just, Hell, we report stop. next week, don't we? The pitchers and catchers do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, look, I, I, I agree. Just... I, the, the timing, first of all, is, is plumb-ass silly. They're, it doesn't make sense. But but thank the Lord that uh, Dana Brown, Jeff Bagwell, Jim Crane, Dusty Baker, whoever the hell it is I... that that got to Framber Valdez and suggested that he skip this, um, I, I'm, I'm here for it, man. Framber is an ace. Uh, Fromber is arguably the single, not arguably. I, look, I mean, this is this. I may be guilt going out on a limb here. I think, I think when you look at it in a in, in an in, from an individual perspective, Fromber Valdez with with Verlander gone, Fromber Valdez is the most important Astro on the roster right now. And and that guy, the workload last year, the the um, really the workload the last two years, if we're talking about runs into the playoffs to a World Series. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's ideal for me as a fan, Astros fan that Framber Valdez take this uh, take a back seat here and just and just get ready for camp uh, for for, uh, uh, spring, for spring training. training. Yeah, it, and and I bet you like I bet you it probably took some real convincing. Uh, like these guys really are prideful in their country. Sure, should be really are prideful in, in wanting to play this, and I. Like I get it, they cannot participate in 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 the Olympics, so this is what they're trying to do. And I thought it was cool the first year, but you could look at it and you could see like, okay, hold on, like it's hold on, it's February, and they're like they're pushing it, like they're they're throwing. There's no slowly getting yourself ready here, yeah. As you as you know, they're slowly getting themselves. No, they're trying to punch it like this is October. And the way they're they're attacking this thing, and that that just and then what do they do when they come home? What do they they come back to spring training? Do they slow it back down? Do they do things like right now? Yeah. I think Ryan Presley is in it. I I think he had a nice workload. Ryan Presley, you could come on back and take a seat and just uh, enjoy enjoy this thing or go and report to Florida. I, I just I, any pitchers. That's that's the part for me. Any pitchers to me is just like, nah, man, I'm good. Well, in a day and age where it's all about load management and it's it's right. uh, and it's all about ramping up periods and all of that jive, I don't I don't see how this makes makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Now, if guys are just like, hey, man, it's something that I want to do, and it's it's worth 
the the risk, if you will, or or I'm willing to put in the work to ramp up to this period, and it's not going to impact me during. Okay, that's fine. Do whatever you want to do, but it it sure seems like, especially coming off of COVID, where everything, the ramp up period, and the and the load management, and 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 easing into things was such a was made such a huge deal. It sure doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to to go balls out because it ain't like these guys are going over there and, and, and kind of tiptoeing through the tulips. No, yeah. I mean, as they're I, trying to win. As I see here, yeah, you know when that when that, that adrenaline hits. Like I see here on the text line, they uh, basketball players play in the Olympics. Basketball and a pitcher throwing yep. is completely different. These cats hoop every day. <laughs> they, they are hooping every day. Framber Valdez does not pitch every day. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking time off, so that, that – that, 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 I just think they need to shut the whole thing down. Five o'clock fire. All right, uh, J.J. Watt, uh, we uh, understand he is retired, but uh, he was on uh, He was on Pardon My Take uh, and said, uh, I was asked about the idea of coaching under his former teammate, uh, D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico calls you up and he's like, hey, yeah. I need your expertise on the defensive line. Are you going? Are you thinking about it? I'll pop in and, and talk to the boys and I'll, I'll watch practice and I'll talk to them. But no, I have no interest in the hours and the time commitment and going to the combine and like going to the senior bowl and doing all these things. I, I do not have interest in that. I, I hope people heard that because there are so many people, Clint and Tyler, we've said here that just suggest, hey, man, let's let JJ, hey, JJ let him coach. Uh, uh, Arian Foster, let him coach. Uh, Andre Johnson, now he didn't rule it out. Let him coach. I'm glad J.J. kind of put just mildly what all goes into having to be an assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, it is It is interesting, right? I mean, one, it's it, all of the, the, the noise and the smoke around former players because D'Amico Rines was, it was, is obviously a former Texan, has a lot of local guys that played with him that he thinks highly of. A couple of the greats, Andre Johnson, J.J. Watt, um, you know, it is it is pretty interesting to hear J.J. Watt come out and go like almost like, I mean, just dismiss it like hell no, I'm not interested in all that. Now I do I do believe that Andre Johnson is a lot closer than folks think, but but you can tell yeah, he's at least stepped his foot in the door. I, I don't know that J.J.'s through playing much less much <laughs> less all of a sudden is is wanting to coach. Um, we'll see, but yeah, he he dismissed that pretty damn quick. No, it's a lot of time a lot of time that you have to give. And as he said that like the scouting, you got to be at the senior bowl. You got like if people do this all the time with you. Hey, go be the quarterback coach. Man, you got you got you to do be, the grind that you're well, on. Well, you got to be ate up with it. I, I remember when I, when I was with the Cowboys, Wade Wilson, former played 19, 18, 19 years in the NFL. And and Jack Riley was the offensive coordinator and Jack, I, I don't know if he liked his wife or not, but but he he never wanted to go home. <laughs> on, I mean, he man. he just absolutely never Jack wanted loved her. So so a a a, a a significant part of the day that could have been spent getting work in, you know, Jack knew he was going to be there till 10. And so he would, he would lollygag his ass around during the day and not get things accomplished. And everything was on being there till 10 schedule. And Wade was like, Hey man, I'm trying to get up out of here about an hour after practice. Yeah. And so it was, it was a, it was a battle for him. Now I don't know if it was that way his whole career. Uh, we lost Wade, Wade Wilson, by the way, God bless his soul. He's one of my favorite dudes. Um, great Wade coach. Wilson died? Wade Wilson passed away a, long, a while ago, about a year ago, two years really? ago. Yep. Wow. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it's, it is extremely long hours any way you slice it. And then there's certain coaches out there. There's certain coaches out there that, that make it even longer than it needs to be. And so, yeah, I couldn't see JJ jumping into that, uh, fresh off the field. 
Yeah, we'll see. By the way, also in terms of Texans news, um, they have uh, they've set up an interview with Matt Burke uh, for their defensive coordinator job this week. Sources say uh, Burke was a DC with the Dolphins uh, from 2017 to 2018. Is currently uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, defensive line coach. And uh, to reiterate, Clint, I, I, I think you don't give a rip about who it is that is going to be yeah, taking that role. I, I really don't. I, I'm not worried about that. I want D'Amico Ryan's calling plays on the defensive side of the football. I, I, I want one thing when he got hired that I felt like we we know we're getting is is a great defensive mind with unbelievable scheme and feel in the moment. Um, I mean, just I, I want to make sure we get that. I don't want to put that. I don't want to put that in somebody else's lap. So. I'm hoping that D'Amico Ryans calls plays. I'm hoping that he, whatever defensive coordinator he hires, I hope is is a defensive coordinator in waiting. You can have the title right now, but the responsibilities we're going we're going to pump the brakes a bit on that. We're going to get a year or two into D'Amico's system and and um and and at least build a foundation on that side of the football. Uh, so I yeah I, I'm not I really don't I don't care what direction D'Amico goes at, at the uh, on the defensive side of of the football. The one thing I will say, show is. You know, there were a couple of guys in the San Francisco organization that were rumored to have been, uh, you know, the, the Texans be interested in. Now that Steve Wilkes has taken yeah. the defense coordinator job in San Francisco, you would think that either one of those guys, if D'Amico wanted them, he could go get them. He hadn't. He's still interviewing de- de- uh, defense coordinator uh, candidates. Same thing again. Here we are two days in talking about why ain't he, why ain't he hired Bobby Slowick yet? Yeah. What the hell's going on? Why hadn't he hired Bobby Slowick yet? Um, I, I don't know, man. Th- this is... This is interesting to me. I wonder if, if D'Amico Rines is still like literally um, contemplating on other coaches and if any of those guys that are coaching in the Super Bowl are on their short list to interview. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Uh, we're waiting. Who the coordinator is going to be offensively and defensively. Obviously, the offense is the one that, that jumps out more, but we'll, uh, we'll keep our, uh, our eyes on that. Hopefully, uh, we'll find out something with that soon. Five o'clock fire. All right, Clint, uh, the Texans, they filled their role and got their guy as their head coach in D'Amico Ryans. The Arizona Cardinals, they are open at this point, too. We understand they got Kyler Murray. They've got uh, some parts over there. They've said they don't plan to hire their head coach until after the Super Bowl, until after the Super Bowl, after next week. Clearly, right, that would lead you to believe they are waiting for somebody in this game. Although I, I'm seeing, I know Brian Flores had a second interview there. Aaron Glenn is someone they have. Uh, Brian Flores accepted the Minnesota and, Vikings. I was going to say, and then he and then he accepted the DC yep. job for Minnesota. Aaron Glenn is somebody that was thought to be in the mix. Lou Anarumo, uh, the uh, defensive coordinator for the, uh, for the Bengals, was was interviewed there. This has got. This has got. I mean, it, it makes so all of those. You got to feel great if you're those guys. Oh hell, let's we're going to wait for the Super Bowl. Yeah, look, it, it just it, it makes. It makes too much sense for Shane Steichen or Eric Bieniemy to be the guy in in Arizona. I mean, at the end of the day, like I don't. You would I, think now, somebody in the game. Yeah, but I mean, you you look at at what Shane Steichen has done with Jalen Hurts, and and while I know while I know uh, Kyler Murray is not Jalen Hurts, there there are some similarities, similarities in, yeah. in how they need to play the game in order to have success. Um, you, you know, you can look at Eric Bieniemy, and, and although Pat Mahomes and, and Kyler Murray are built totally different, you, you know, Kyler needs a lot of that creativity, a lot of that off-platform, off-schedule stuff. Um, 
you know, he could benefit from from Eric Bieniemy's kind of you know rough around the edges. You know, no, I, no. See, I'm glad you said that. Maybe he needs an Eric oh, Bieniemy. Oh, I, like I, maybe I, he needs that guy who ain't afraid to get in Travis Kelsey's ass. Maybe, maybe, maybe Kyler needs that. I don't doubt that one bit. And now, look, I, I don't, I don't. I don't know. think it's going to be him, but that 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 could. He may need that. They may need somebody to check him. Well, you you gotta you maybe. gotta do think that you gotta think that those guys that are that are in that game on Sunday are weighing heavily on the minds of of Arizona decision makers. Have to be and, right. Yeah, I mean, look, I if I had to pick one between the two in terms, and I'm just talking football here of who. I think fits Kyler Murray's skill set better. I'd probably go Shane Steichen just because of what he's doing right now with Jalen Hurts. But I, I could talk myself into either one of them being a pretty damn good fit relative to to Kyler Murray, which is what this is all about. Yeah, yeah, I, that that is. A, I don't think the enemy. Would, I don't think he's going to be in the running. But boy, he does need a reality check. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that's got to be a, a a thinking of it. He needs a reality because because pretty ass Cliff wasn't doing it. And he was, and he was not, he was not had no fear about him at all. So, it'll be interested to see what they do at their head coaching position. Five o'clock fire. All right. Speaking of the NFL, this is 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy will have his surgery surgery coming up later on this month uh, to repair that torn UCL uh, that he had in the NFC Championship game, uh, and the uh, the surgery set to be done uh, by uh, by respected guy. Uh, and it will allow him to make a full recovery and be ready, Clint, for training camp. For training camp. See, there was a big concern wondering, like, what their quarterback situation was going to be. And when you think UCL, UCL, we've heard six months or so. But they're saying that Brock, coming from that injury, could potentially be ready uh, uh, ready for, for, uh, for training camp, which is interesting. So him, they got him potentially be ready. I would think that... Uh, Trey Lance is going to be ready as well. So uh, I mean, damn, we were five by five months from six months from from uh, training camp. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and he ain't even been cut open yet. Ain't been cut open. That's, He's gonna uh, be ready to ready to do what? Yeah, I mean, I may, you know, I, we talked about this initially, and 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 I look, I know that the 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 baseball action and the football action, are although a lot of people yeah. are trying to make it very very similar right now with all these different ways of throwing the football, that they are very very different, um, and and. You know, I don't know what that, you know, how that impacts the the, you know the, the timing of of uh, the, you know the the rehab and and the repair and the, and then the rehab of the UCL relative to a baseball player. But six months versus what what typical I mean Tommy John surgery is. I'm I'm, I'm assuming this is totally different. Yeah, to Tommy John. We by see the way. guys like yeah, we'll see guys that are out for a 18 year. eighteen months, two yeah. years sometimes. Hell, Lance, hell, Lance, Lance didn't even have eighteen months. Yeah, I, re- I read on it, and they're avoiding, I believe, Tommy John. But they're doing. I mean, obviously, yes, have some sort of surgery, but I don't believe I it's actually. Tommy yeah, it's, it's John. not. As, it's, so it's not as invasive as, right. as Tommy John, but it's it is. But Lance missed a torn how, UCL. How much time did 18, Lance miss? Eighteen months when but he. But I'm tore. talking about even just this one where he didn't have the surgery. More than six months. <laughs> Bury me in the H. Okay, he's just looking for a reason to play fit, aren't you? <laughs> I do like it. I know you do. I, I, I can Bury me in the H. Yeah, but wh- but good good for Brock Purdy though, man. I mean, after this year. Um, I mean, you, you talk about to me that there's if he's healthy and he can go, um, you know, I think Brock's the, the the guy. But but um, we'll see how they how it ends up happening, how it ends up unfolding in, in San Francisco. But yeah. good for him that he can get back on the field and looks like he's going to be able to compete during training camp. Yeah, but when you yeah when you say he's set to set to be ready, be ready to do what? Like he's not going <laughs> to throw for 
for five. He's gonna. He's probably no. not gonna do anything for five or six months. It's got to be some time to get ready for that. All right, coming up. Why? Somehow, someone explained this to me, and this could have huge, huge, uh, be a huge factor for the Texans. How in the world has Will Levis potentially passed up C.J. Stroud when it comes to the quarterbacks in the draft? I don't know how that has happened, but we will discuss that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Remember, we're out live tomorrow as we're uh, getting you ready as the Super Bowl is nearing. We'll be out at uh, Twin Peaks over here off Kirby. Booms and beers, nothing better. Should be a uh, spectacular time. Uh, And remember, we're hooking you up. Uh, We're giving you a lot there. From 2 to 5, your chance to win a signed, autographed, um, Football from your team's best receiver, Brandon Cooks. Oh, Cookie. Yeah, Cookie. And then uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, a lot there. One, we will be joined by uh, Sean Pendergast. You hear him every morning from 6 to 10 uh, on Payne and Pendergast. And then John McClain, who you hear all over the station, our senior writer here at SportsRadio610.com. They'll join us in the 5 o'clock hour. And that ain't it. If you are there, if you're in, atten- in attendance at Twin Peaks, you'll have a chance at the 5 o'clock hour to win a signed helmet, a full size or two, not one of them little small ones, a signed helmet uh, of uh, Derek Stingley Jr. You're a Tiger, but now you're a Texan, man. And I am, I guess I'm not 100% sure it's not one of them small helmets. I just got to believe it's a real I'm regular pretty sure, size I'm pretty sure it's helmet. a full-size Texans helmet. Don't know the color, but I'm pretty sure it's a full-size Ooh, Texas a helmet one. with uh, with Derek Stingley Jr.'s signature on it. Oh, yeah. What if oh, it is like the medium size? Oh, what if it is the red? Yeah, that would be that would be really, really nice. Um, don't know, though. I'm not real sure. I, I mean, I, I, I could do... I could do the blue with maybe a maybe a silver silver sharpie autograph on it. Uh, you know, I, I I could go for it, but the red would be the red would be sick. Yeah, the red. But you got to show up. You got to show up tomorrow. Twin Peaks, Kirby fifty nine, between two and six, and and the, the helmet and and the, the the guests that are joining us are in the five o'clock hour. So uh, the longer you can come hang with us, the better. We're gonna have a little party. We're gonna drink some cold Coors Light. We're gonna. Um, cuss and discuss this Super Bowl that we got coming up this weekend with a couple of uh, couple of legends, man. So come on no, no, through. Yeah, come hang with us. Come uh, enjoy yourself out with us uh, tomorrow as we get uh, as we get going. Um, so the draft's gonna be huge, Clint. What shot are you gonna have at Twin Peaks tomorrow? Porn star, buttery nipple, buttery nipple. Uh, I'm going for the star. You going for the star? I'm going for the yeah. Porn you're a porn star, star kind of guy. Man. I'm going for the porn porn star. Yep. Yeah, that's Tyler. That's which one? You, oh, you're not gonna be there. If you were there, what would you go for? <laughs> Let me yeah. drop. Son of a. No, no I'd probably go to the usual. If I'm shooting, get get some uh, nice chilled tequila. No, 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 no. no. I mean, maybe maybe you misunderstood the question. You, you got a you got a buttery nipple, or, oh, or you've options. got a porn star. <laughs> I got to choose from those options. I'm going buttery nipple. It's a, it's, obviously, it's not a fill in the blank. It's multiple choice. Well, buttery nipple's the way to go. I'm, I'm not really you, sure what's in it, but it sounds amazing. You. I, I would I'd like to entertain the porn star, but but I, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go the buttery nipple. I have no idea what what the porn stars got in it. Listen, I love buttery nipples and buttery porn stars, nipple. But just want to confirm, the boss just text full size blue helmet silver sharpie. Full size blue helmet silver sharpie. Derek, Derek Stingley, Stingley Jr. Jr. between five and six p.m. tomorrow. Fifty nine and Kirby Twin Peaks. I love him. Come check us out. Time. <laughs> I'd love to try to read you and do it. I had a friend of mine that would do that that was like ADHD, 
would talk with me. Yeah. If you're running with that, somebody's sitting there and, and they follow behind, but that's just what they, they do, just sitting there talking with you. Oh, they're repeating to themselves what you're saying? But just but mouthing it, and you're talking to them the whole time. And yeah, they're no, going I, with I, you. Okay, I wouldn't be able to do it. That is some serious focus <laughs> oh there now. God. Stop. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, help me with this. What in the, what, We came in here after the national semifinal. Right? You was impressed by C.J. Stroud, wasn't you? Tyler Absolutely. was impressed. We were Absolutely. Impressed. He played the Georgia Bulldog defense. And you were you were somebody that didn't even want to even hear Bryce Young and CJ Stroud in the same breath. Yeah. Yeah. I At, still don't, but but yes. But that, after that accurate. game, he showed he showed all of America something. Right? And we were like, whoa. And we said it ourselves. I think it clearly moves him as the second quarterback in this draft. But now I'm seeing multiple, multiple mock drafts by credible people have the Texans taking Will Levis with the number two pick and him being the second quarterback off the board. And he hasn't played. He didn't play his bowl game like C.J. Stroud did. He has shut it down since the regular season ended. What in the world is happening in which people are getting fancied by Will Levis. He hasn't even done anything. Well, I, I think it's the unknown on him and Anthony Richardson are the two getting the most conversation right now. I, I think it's the unknown, right? I mean, think about it. If you're a draft analyst, what, what moves the needle more than any other position? Quarterback. Absolutely. And if you try to – if you even try to get, like, creative – it's in my opinion, if you even try to get creative with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, everybody in America that watches college football has seen so much good from those guys. And really, for the most part – I think analysts and reporters and 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 people that are that are that are um you know that that watch college football, cover college football, cover the draft, they already know so much about those guys. It's hard to like it's really hard to come up with something outside of size to move the needle with Bryce Young right now, right? It's really hard to come up with something outside of maybe I'd like to see more of what I saw against Georgia when I turn on his Big Ten cuts throughout the last two years for C.J. Stroud. Everybody knows who C.J. Stroud is for the most part. Everybody knows who Bryce Young is for the most part. I think the unknown about Will Levis and Anthony Richardson is why the conversations, the debates, if you will, are, are about those two guys more so than any because somebody – Really, anybody can watch those two play, and there's so much unknown. You can you can create a reason why you think they should climb the charts, climb the draft chart boards, or they should fall on, on the draft boards because there's simply so much we don't know about these guys based off of their film. So, I, look, I think it's I think it's draft analysts knowing that the most important position. Uh, the, the most most fascinating position uh, to discuss around the draft is the quarterback position, and they, they're taking – they need it to be – the more horses in the race, the, the better it is for them. I'm talking about the draft analysts. And the two that are going to get the most run are those two guys because you can – like, like I, I couldn't sit across the table from somebody right now. Uh, this I, I firmly believe this. I couldn't sit across the table from somebody right now that said – I think I think Anthony Richards is the number two quarterback in his draft. Like I now I can disagree with you. Yeah. But but I, I can't call you a fool because I, I mean I've seen Anthony Richardson like the the you, you could get to a space where somebody could 
can talk about enough of his pros. No question. Where they where you can say uh, no question. I can I can see how you put him over CJ. No question. Or, or Will Levis. No question. You feel I, that way with Will over like you feel that way or you think that that there's an argument out there for guys like Richardson well, and Levis over CJ right I, now. Yeah. I I do. I, I think I think but people, not Bryce. Because exactly what I don't see like here's the thing with CJ, and, and this this is what this is what I think it's hard to knock it and drop him, but it's easy to wow yourself into thinking other guys are better. The wow factor with Will Levis and the wow factor with Anthony Richardson, I believe, is is significantly better than than CJ Stroud. Like you turn on CJ Stroud's like it scrambles and his ability to kind of work the pocket and under one, there's not a whole lot of because they were so damn good at at uh, Ohio State. Yeah, but like to me, it's it's no, it's not even like he is almost like heavy footed, right in the pocket and moving and and there's a couple of good runs out there, but it's not it's not one of those where you go wow, like this dude and I'm just talking about like basic pocket movement. Like just floating light footed in the pocket, quick like fast twitch adjustments in the pocket, and 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 then making a big arm throw. Like most of his stuff, the most impressive part about him is in rhythm with good protection from the pocket. He can strongly deliver every throw on time accurately. Like once you get outside of that, and and, and like the build is there, like it's prototypical. Like once you get outside of that, there's not a whole hell of a lot of like wow other than the Georgia game, yeah. right? You can turn the game. Kentucky was so damn bad at times. You can turn the game on, and you you can pick three plays out when when Will Levis went out there and made dudes miss that you didn't think he could make miss. Hell, I saw a highlight yesterday where he made a guy completely miss and then hurdled a player. I don't think that – that doesn't transition to the NFL, so yeah. I don't – I dismiss that immediately. But I do think there's wow factors in Anthony Richardson and 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 Will Levis' play that are going to force people or, – or not force, but allow people to go – Man, let me let me create a little. Let me stir the pot a little bit and put this guy above CJ. Where I've seen a lot is Bryce one, Levis next, and then CJ Stroud. Yep, all in the top ten. But I've, that's that's the order that I've consistently being uh, been seeing. It wouldn't shock me one bit if they don't talk their way into Anthony Richardson. Somebody's going somebody's going to put it on the table at some point and go, his "Oh, talent, CJ's four. His talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it, and you can't argue cuz that dude's ceiling is is freaking ridiculous. It's crazy. There are there are many who had CJ coming in being the top guy yep. coming into the season. And his last game was the best game we got to see him. All right, some good news for you uh Clint that uh that uh we we just have to pass along uh, to you and uh, another draft thought that is being pushed around for the Texans man if Will Levis is bad this one may be even worse we'll discuss that next Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley good news uh, Clint Skyler said this right uh, Patrick Mahomes says ankle is in a better spot ahead of the Super Bowl Big Feeling time, it. man. Feeling better. So he was talk. They talked to him about it today. Yeah, I guess so. At uh, at media man. availability out there, at the Can Super we Bowl. Stop it already, better, yeah, man. man. The story. That's of the great Super news. Bowl. No, better. it's not the story of the Super Bowl show. I mean, it it, it was a non-factor in last in the AFC Championship game. I mean, can we just go play a football game? I don't want to hear about Pat's ankle. I don't want to hear about Jalen's shoulder. He's mobile, man. It's a big I time. Mean, it's a big time look, deal. That ankle. Look, look, look. 
I mean, we, we need to be more concerned about his receiver's ability to create separation than we do Pat's ankle. All right? I mean, let, let, let the, the ankle's fine. Think we're, that we're, swelling went all the way down? We're three week, yes. We're three weeks removed from him pra- warming up for practice three days after the original the, the injury and him not limping. He's fine. Let's move on. I, I, listen, I, I think it's the story of the uh, of the Super Bowl right now. Of course you do. You, you I mean, you're, you're kind of like drama. No, I mean, I'm not. You, you, I just I think like it, it is. Because um, with the Eagles pass rush, they need him to be. Uh, He's going to be fine. He needs to be better than he was. I can already, I, I I can already he, hear this, Tyler. How about you? I can already hear this with show. You see what he's doing here. Oh, yeah. You see he, what he's he's, doing? Like, he's laying the groundwork. Laying the groundwork for what? When, when this pass rush puts it on Pat's ass, it's going to be like, oh, well, he couldn't move his ankle. His ankle, nah, man. man. His no, ankle is fine. I don't, I'm not an excuse maker. You out there uh, playing, your ass is gone. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm not an I, know, I, see what you, I see what you're up to over there. His ankle's fine, show. Stop it, man. Let's hope so. I think it's the story of <laughs> the deal. Let's hope so. It's the story of the thing. Like you coming in here saying he was fine, fine in the last game. He wasn't. Hey, I mean, look, you watched, here. you watched what happened to him against Jacksonville. That thing went away. What's supposed to go? Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a bad look. I mean, he, and and he, he's clearly a. But, uh, but would you? He would recovers you, quickly. He got. I mean, he was. What was he? How many drives was he out? How many drives did he miss? Uh, he missed. He missed the long one. He missed the, the long ninety-eight one, yarder. The ninety-eight yarder. It's easy to play, it's easy to play quarterback in Kansas City. Hell, even Henny can do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but no, real, real quick, and we will talk about a lot of this tomorrow at Twin Peaks fifty-nine and Kirby when uh, the fellas join us. Does Does Mahomes need to be Mahomes for them to win this game? Oh yeah. Well, then that's Abs- why it is absolutely. important. That's why it is important. I, 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 I just, I'm, I am, I am of the belief at this point in time that Pat Mahomes, on Wednesday, February the eighth, is Pat Mahomes. I, I don't, I, I don't believe that 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 Pat Mahomes is going to be limited at all in any way, shape, or form at all. I, I don't, I don't think he'll be limited at all. He didn't miss a practice for crying out loud. He didn't miss a practice, but he's he didn't miss a practice. He threw for three hundred yards. On, he rushed for a he's first down to win the the AFC championship. Yeah, he's yeah, fine. He, yeah, he ran that thing just like normal. He's fine. He's hurting him. <laughs> Come on, man. Hell, hell, Jalen ain't gonna be a hundred percent. Well, nobody's a hundred percent on in the twenty first week of the of the season. I mean, nobody's a hundred percent, but they're <laughs> but you fine. Know why he's- they're fine. I mean, Jalen Hurts the- goes out there, runs the hell out of the football last week in the NFC Championship game, gets tackled hard one time. Oh, my God. Oh, did you see him? He wins. Is he okay? Man, he's fine, man. He's good. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, look, it's, it's a rough sport. It's a violent sport. Well, of course it is. And, and, and you play to the Super Bowl. Hell, everybody's hurting. But to the point of what you said. Leave it alone. He's got it. He needs to be, he needs to be Mahomes for them to win this game. And if he's moving the way he was in the AFC Championship game, there is a real concern that he can be the guy that you needed to be. Like, the Chiefs were able to hold that pass rush together uh, pretty well. This is a different one. This is a different crew on which he got to move around some. So that's why I think the ankle thing is uh, is of, of, of big importance. 
Uh, talking about he'll be fine. I mean, look, Pat goes out there and makes some off script. He makes some off script plays with his legs, but oh. just this is not a, a a super mobile dude. This, I mean, he's going to he can make his jump passes. He can drift to the left and drift to the right. I'm assuming since he did an NFC Championship, he can take off out of the pocket and go get ten or fifteen yards. He's going to be fine. Yeah, it's 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 not a big deal, man. It's not a big deal. From the text line, uh, this is huge coming in, right? They, they're a really great point from the 713. Show, shut the hell up. <laughs> that is a really good point. I was, bracing point myself, I was bracing myself to get pissed off at the text line, and they smoke show. Shut <laughs> up, show. <laughs> shut the hell up. I'm, you know, I hope you feel good about yourself <laughs> for saying that today. I, I really do. I hope that touched your soul. Good point. Just shut the, the hell up. <laughs> Oh, I'll be honest man. with you. I hope your dinner's awful tonight. Uh, all right. Uh, and I meant that. Bottom of my heart. Um, listen, we, we we talked about the draft a little bit. And I, I've seen this, Clint. And I saw this from Matt Miller, ESPN. He's one of their top draft analysts. They stole him from Yahoo. Um, they said uh, He said he has the Texans drafting the number one receiver in the draft on the board in Jordan Addison. And I, I listen. I I agree with the receiver thing. Lord knows, Clint, they need weapons. They need somebody to strike fear into the a defensive coordinator. They need somebody that could be, as you would say, a coverage dictator. They do. That doesn't scream to me six foot one seventy four. And that is what Jordan Addison is. And to me. I'm running away. I, I I hope that is not the case. I hope that if the Texans are drafting a wide receiver, it is somebody that fits a bill that they believe this guy can be a one. And 174 pounds, six foot, to me, doesn't scream, let's just stick that cat out there and he'll go and make plays and he'll go make contested catches. And you got to I mean, he could be, but I'm not taking a chance in the first round on doing that when I need a top a top dude. There are guys, plenty of guys later in rounds at that position that people are able to get. If I'm going to get a receiver at 12 in the first round, it's got to be somebody that that really fits. And maybe I'll be in a sizes, but six foot one seventy four. I don't know how many of those guys are walking around as being the yeah. guy that you just stick out, just go make a play. Yeah, look, I, I look, I, I don't, I don't like the thought of drafting a, a that small of a receiver that early. I, I think if you look at the top receivers in the game, I think you got a couple of gadget guys in 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 Tyreek Hill and and even in Debo Samuel that that are unbelievably valuable. Um, but I don't think Jordan Addison fits that mold. I, I think Jordan Addison is, is a guy. That that is more an out, an outside receiver, whether it's the X on the boundary or the Z to the field outside. And I just I prefer those guys to be bigger, bigger bodied guys that can win physical matchups against NFL corners. And um, you know, I'll be honest with you, to be completely transparent, I have not done a a hundred percent of of the the uh, research I need to 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 say Jordan Addison is or isn't going to be uh, a successful NFL wide receiver, a one in the NFL, but but I, I I can look at the size and I've seen enough film to say I personally would not be comfortable with that frame being a guy that I go into with expectations. If you're going to draft a guy in top 
top 10, top 15, the expectation is for him to go out there and be Jamar Chase. The expectation is for him to go out there and be Devontae Adams, Des Bryant, you know, the, those types of, of, of players. And I just don't know that Jordan Addison is that guy. Now, I'll be completely transparent. When you look at what, you know, the kid in in, um, in New York, would you say his name? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. You know, I, that, that's that's one I, I probably would have missed on. I, I prefer the Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, the kid that's at, with Tennessee, didn't have a great year, was injured a good chunk of it. Um, and then you look Drake London in in uh, up in uh, over in Atlanta. I, I prefer those kinds of gambles at the wide receiver position if I'm going to gamble, um, you know, at, at in in the top ten or top fifteen with a wide receiver. To be completely clear, that's that's kind of where where I'm. I'm not going to gamble on an undersized guy that that's wiry and can go out there and made plays at Pittsburgh and made plays. At USC, personally, I, that, that's that's where I'm at. Someone texted, and yet you guys want to pick a quarterback at the same size at two. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't need my quarterback to win physical battles. I don't I don't need my my quarterback to be uh, <laughs> taller, more physical, longer. I, I don't need that. Yeah, right. the I mean, quarterback's not not getting ju- not getting jump balls thrown to him. No, he's not. No, he's yeah. not. They're not blocking. They're not blocking linebackers and safeties and corners. And it's it's a it's a total different. When you look to me, and I've always been this way. Not just luckily, the game has trended this way for me. When when I'm when I've I've always like I I've never been a guy that believes that you have to be six foot three or six foot four to quote unquote see over offensive. Yeah. Now clearly, if you're six five six six, you see over and you see. Better than a six foot two guy, but I've seen way too many six ones. If we're being completely honest, six footers, I mean, go out and set the league on fire, throwing the football with no threat of the run. I mean, the guy that's thrown for five thousand yards more than anybody, six footer, right? I mean, to, it, anybody that thinks he takes a five step drop and stands behind a six foot six, six foot seven offensive lineman and is, is seeing over him is nuts. Right, so I've never been a believer in boy. You got to be prototypical in order to 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 play the game. Now, back in the day when you got beat up on the way that 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 quarterbacks got beat up on, I could see where six three two forty is going to stay healthier. If you've got a quarterback in today's game that you want to use in the run game, you want to have the quarterback plus one runs. You want to you want to have all, all all of those options at your fingertips. Okay, I could see where the size and him staying healthy are a concern or a factor. You're not drafting Bryce Young if that's what you want to do. I mean, you, if that's what you want to do, you're dra- you're absolutely drafting Anthony Richardson, and you're hoping that he can be accurate. You're hoping that he can mature and develop. But so, I, like, I've just never been one to believe that you have to be that that big bodied guy in order to play the position at at, at a high level at quarterback. Yeah, I, I to me, I look at it with the, with the the quarterback. I'm with you. The receiver position. I just for me, it is. You're you're just able to find guys that that deep. Stephon Diggs, fifth round. Tyreek Hill, fifth round. Yep. Devontae Adams, second round. Those are arguably through the now. Yeah, you because to me, if I'm going in the first round, I got to look at Justin Jefferson and think, all right, man, that guy's the total package of what I'm looking at. Jamar Chase, that guy's the package. Six foot, six foot one, two hundred plus pounds. Hopkins, like I, but you get AB in the sixth round. Like you, there, there are. Like you can get receivers 
all yeah. over the draft that you can that that can be made to work. If I'm going in the first, you got to fit something. And I know he was the Blitnikoff Award winner two years ago, but no, nah, man. If you want to go Quentin Johnston, that's fine. And even if you don't believe in him, that's fine too. You know, if you want to go, that size is something that makes sense to me. What, what round was Cooper Cup? Do you remember? Oh, uh, because he's in the top ten as third well. Third or fourth? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's back. Yeah. yeah, he he was back there. Yeah, so I. Yeah, I just I just think you you can find guys. Hey, I need I need to do this a difference maker straight up that I don't have any qualms at all about it. And I'm not sure if you can go there. Remember tomorrow we're out live. The drive is on the road. Where are we at? Again, we are out at Twin Peaks over here at 59 and Kirby. Come hang out come with on. us. Remember, the Hall of Famer John McClain, Sean Pendergast will join us in the five o'clock hour. I'm gonna shower show with buttery nipples. Good Extra between time two on the to jugs. Between the between two and five, we'll shower you with a chance to win uh, a Brandon Cooks football and also a blue silver silver writing sharpie silver written with a sharpie uh, of uh, Derek Stingley Jr. That autograph, your chance to win that in the five o'clock hour. So come hang out with us uh, tomorrow. Tyler, great job. Clint, great job. Uh, the best stuff today following us with Figgy and T. Mills, so stay tuned for that. I am Ron, the show Hughley, as always, Houston. We love you, baby. The athlete of our time just passed uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The athlete of our time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the athlete of our time. Hell yeah, he is.